0: Hello and welcome to the week one wrap-up for the week. I have so much to go over with you guys. Uh, th- this this week one was just as I expected, uh, c- just... Uh- so much happened so much happened um i actually got into fanduel this week i deposited some money i won some money and i did my own fake ticket this week as you guys may have heard from the last episode we'll go over that today and i'm just going to go over match by match give you my thoughts on them uh the the result some key players you know who did what who didn't do what but uh let, let's just get started into this here So let's go ahead and begin with the scores, which I'm sure everybody knows about. So we had Thursday night's game, uh, covered that. So, first game here Redskins and Eagles. We have a 27 to 32. All right, so let's take a look at where I ranked on this ticket here. Find my game Philly and Washington. They gave nine points to Washington here. Um, Washington won on the ticket. So I picked them. We're going to mark a W by them for a win. So, this was a really good match, as a matter of fact. Like this whole, well, usually when scores are around like thirty, there's usually a lot of good action going on. Like you'll see some good defense most of the time, and then of course you'll see some good offense here with the scores. And and I think that's what we saw today. Um, a really good back and forth divisional battle. Um, there's not really too much else to say about this. Just a generally overall good game. Uh, In in this one, I didn't really catch up with too much on the game, like some star players and everything. I saw Carson Wentz throw a couple bombs down the field. Uh, For Eagles fans, it's really good to see him, you know, active and healthy. Uh, He just scares me because, like, I think the 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 last two seasons this guy has been taken out and. I mean, granted that like Nick Foles took him to the Super Bowl and everything, but still, like if Carson went and stays healthy, uh, everything goes well with the Eagles. He's got great targets to throw to out there. He's got Alshon Jeffrey. He has um, uh, Zach Ertz. He has uh, Deshaun Jackson and um, Darren Sproles. I think is still their running back. Uh, let me just—Darren Sproles is like such an underrated running back. So like nobody talks about this guy, but. Every time I see him play, he's like a juke master. Like every, I see him spin out of so many different tackles, and he's so fast. Like he's he's such he's a small back, but that doesn't even matter. Like he's so elusive out there. It's I just want to give some props to Darren Sproles here because he doesn't get enough attention, and every single year I see him, he's always doing something. Um, he's just a, I just think he's an underrated back. Um. Let's see, so yeah, Redskins did better than I thought they did, so that's that's good for that, uh, good for the Redskins there. Um, I don't really have much to talk about, not really on their side, I don't really know the Redskins as a team that well compared to like the Eagles, but um, we're going to move on to the next match here, Bills and Jets. What a goddamn heartbreaker this match was. Like, for real. I get excited every single Sunday to watch my Jets play. And they always break my heart. And they did it again this Sunday. And (sighs) it just is what it is, I guess. I mean, it's not like I was not impressed by what I saw from the Jets. But it's just the whole choking aspect of the game. They were up by, like, 16 to nothing in the fourth quarter. Like, they had... Buffalo turned the ball over like four times, four times, and that's not all on Josh Allen either. Because he's, um, a, I think he's a good quarterback. All right, he's got potential. I saw him out there. He looked comfortable in the pocket. He's sitting there throwing these passes. He seemed like he really trusted his team out there. Um, it's just, you know. <laughs> Time and time again, even if the ball was tipped, whatever, he still kept throwing these passes, and not all of them were his fault. He trusted his team to, you know, take that grab and, and get that catch, but it didn't always work out that, that way, at least not in this game. But I am seeing some good potential in Josh Allen. I think if they decide to get, go keep with this guy, uh, Bills could have a bright future here. And their defense, wow. So they ranked him number two on NFL last week when I covered that. They surely... Um, definitely like I wouldn't say definitely had a number two spot there but let me just say the Bills defense has always been good and they're continuing to be good on the field because they just kept like I just saw Lachlan Edwards I can't say his name right Um, the Jets punter he just kept coming out coming out and coming out and let alone the Jets aren't really like that strong offensively but I mean they're certainly getting better Uh, the Bills just held them uh, so well I mean their defense has proven to be really good and continuing to be good. So Josh Allen's there, we got the Bills defense. Cole Beasley put up a few catches. Um I'm expecting a lot from him this season. I don't really expect him to have a huge breakout season, but I think he'll he'll still do pretty well as I think he'll still do pretty well. Um but anyway, this game was a heartbreaker because um you know the Jets were like surely you know making their lead. They're they're doing good. Um, it wasn't pretty. It really wasn't pretty. For those of you who don't like defensive games, this maybe not have been a game for you to watch. But I was into it. I, I was fully into it because I, I love watching the Jets play. Um, but yeah, it was just the, the Buffalo just came back in the fourth quarter. Like at the end of the game, well, there's nothing more to really say here. Um, they just took advantage of it. And that's what I see every year from the Jets. My biggest issue here is with the Jets' defense. Like, they get all these defensive-minded head coaches. And, like, I'm not really big on that. I, I'd rather see the Jets have an offensive coach like Adam Gase. So I'm not giving up on that guy because I think he can do something with the Jets here. I want I want to continue to see him develop that offense. But, like, every year the Jets get, like, not every year, every, like, three or four years, they get a defensive head coach. And, like he'll do a couple of things with the team. They'll look decent on defense, but they just never are fully there and their defense falls short like in the fourth quarter all the time. It's like they get like it's like their defense it's like the Jets' defense gets tired in the fourth quarter and then they just let the other team just walk all over them and I mean, it's just a disaster. But I, anyway, um overall I, I'm not counting the Jets out. I mean, that was a hard game to watch, but let's, I'm not going to count them out. The Bills and the Jets, they're always a pretty close game. Uh, as for the ticket-wise, the Bills won on the ticket. They were the underdogs, and they had 3.5 points. So, 17, 18, 19, 20, half points to 16, basically. Um, let's move on. Falcons and the Vikings. All right, so I had Matt Ryan as my quarterback, in my paid-for FanDuel uh, lineup here, I was really banking on this guy. I'm like, you know what? Matt Ryan didn't have a good season last season, and he, um, in the preseason, it didn't really look that great for the Falcons, and I'm like, you know what? No. Matt Ryan's going to turn this around. He's going to lob some balls to Julio. Uh, Things are going to be good, you know, but no. They weren't good. I'm sitting here watching the game, and it was like 21, 20, or, or 21 to like zero, of uh, Vikings up. Like, what the? Like, <sighs> I, I don't think I'm counting on Matt Ryan anymore. I just, they're. I don't know where their offense went. Can someone please tell me where the Atlanta Falcons offense went to? Because they were like this amazing team two seasons ago. Like, they were one of the most high caliber offenses two, three seasons ago, and all of a sudden it just like vanished and, and and nobody knows where the Atlanta Falcons offense went to. And and here Minnesota or here the Vikings are, they have some pretty major weapons on offense. Like Adam Thielen, I had him in my uh, lineup. He did good. Um, Kirk cousins. He's, he's a decent quarterback. Um, a lot of people give him a lot of shit, but like, I think he's a good quarterback. Um, I really do. He's he's a good quarterback. He's got a good team to work with, too. So Minnesota will do some good things this year. Um, as for the point spread, Atlanta was the underdog here. Four points given to Atlanta, which makes them have 16 from their 12 out of 28 here against Minnesota. And that is a loss, my friends. So that's our first loss of the day. We're uh, two wins and a loss so far. <laughs> this next match here. Let's talk about the Ravens and the Dolphins. I love to see a team just get their ass whooped from time to time, especially when it's a division rival. I really, I just love to see a good ass whooping out there on the field. It's just great. I mean, some people are like, no, I mean, it's just one-sided the whole time. Boring to watch. No. Any offensive game is fantastic to watch. I don't care if it's like a shootout between both teams or one team just crushes the other team. I love big scoring games. Um, Baltimore picked them on the ticket. Four points given to Miami was not nearly enough. You needed to give Miami like 50 points on this for them to even win on the ticket. And that's just like like so, soak that in for a minute. Really think about that. You needed to give Miami 50 points for them to win. That's insane. Like, oh man. Wow, 40 or not 40, sorry. 59 to 10. <sighs> I have never seen I I, I, I Lamar Jackson Look so comfortable in that pocket. He was so well protected. D- didn't run at all, which everybody was expecting. Oh, Lamar Jackson, he's going to run, he's going to run. No, he's, he's not. He's going to lob the ball down the field, make his passes look beautiful, sit perfectly in the pocket, and he was just so, like, into the game. And, like, his team was just so there. The defense, the offense, everything, man. Like, everything clicked with them. Um, just... Mark Ingram, he's going to be a beast this year. He's always been a beast of a running back. He's another running back I I, I think is pretty underrated, too. He's just a – I mean, he can be elusive. Like, he's just a uh, in-your-face, like, doesn't-fall-backwards type of running back. And he's perfect for that um, Baltimore Ravens offense. He's perfect for them. Um The Baltimore Ravens, to me, have always been like a hard-hitting team. They've always had a solid defense. Once again, today, or yesterday, rather, we've seen them have a solid defense. And um, I don't know what else to say about this match. Like, they just killed Miami. Now, one thing I do want to mention is a lot of people in these fantasy leagues are going to just hop on Lamar Jackson here. I don't think it's time for that yet. And this may be some. This may uh, stir up some controversy here, but I don't think that it's time to hop on the Lamar Jackson train. Okay, so he's a good quarterback, but like if you watch how shitty Miami did you'll realize that, like, it it can make it look easy for almost anybody. Did you see how many blown coverages were out there on the field? He had, like, these passes that made it look so easy. I mean, these corners for uh, Miami were just trailing behind these wide receivers. He had all day to throw. Miami was not putting any pressure on Lamar at all. And just the Dolphins don't have any star players. Like, who do they have besides, like, Ryan Fitzpatrick or, like, Kenyon Drake? Like, I mean... And and some people are like, well, no, Ryan Fitzpatrick isn't a star player, but like he's, well, maybe not a star player, but like he can still be decent for a team. I mean, he's not a bad quarterback. He's really not. Um, he he's solid, um, but he's not like a, an elite quarterback by any means. But like, just just the performance that was there for the Ravens, crazy. Um, but like I said, my biggest takeaway from this game is that um, I think it's not so much of the Ravens looking good. I think it's more of the Dolphins looking bad. Um, it's, it's crazy. Ravens set a um, a record here, by the way. 59 points, most in their team's history. I think like last time they did, it was like, uh, I'm going to be wrong here. So I'm not even going to mention, uh, when the timeline was when they, when they put up like 55 points or something, but yeah, their, their all time record was 55 points or something like that. They put up 59. Um, I've never seen a team ever put up 59 before the highest match I've ever seen was like. Uh, Kansas City and Los Angeles last year when they put up like 49 or 52 points, something like that. And then a couple years before that with New Orleans and New York when they went at it and they put up like 49 to 52 and I think the Saints won that match. Yeah, that was those were like the two most highest scoring games I've ever seen. But um, I've never seen a team put up 59 points, ladies and gentlemen. Never have I seen that. Um, you can just kiss the Dolphins goodbye. They're just going to be number one draft pick this year. Just horrendous. Awful. They needed to turn something around, and they needed to do it quick. Um, damn. Let's move on to the next match, shall we? Oh, we might as well chuck up the win for Baltimore there. All right. So let's move on to the next match. What do we got? Chiefs and Jaguars. This was another one of those games that was pretty damn good. So like the um, Eagles and Redskins, you have like, yeah, like most people would say, that's a good game. I think this was a good game. Um, it had a high scoring to it. Uh, J- Jaguars tried, but they they didn't get past... Kansas City. I mean, who can really blame them? Kansas City is an amazing team right now. They're they're fantastic. Patrick Mahomes is just where'd this dude come from? Like he's he said. I remember one thing that I always remember about Mahomes here was like last season, no season before that when he jumped in for like Alex Smith. I think Alex Smith was like had like a minor injury or something, and he'd be back in a couple games. When Patrick Mahomes came in for that game. If you guys remember that game, I don't remember what it was. Um but uh tell me if you if you know it. Uh he came in for a couple games and he looked damn good and no one really said much. They're like, yeah, I mean, he looked good and everything, but like there was something about him that I saw that day that I was like this dude's going to be a star. Like there is he, uh, man he like Alex Smith you usually see him like dump these 5 to 15 yard ball passes down the field but like this Patrick Mahomes guy was kind of like doing it all he was running he was bombing it down the field he was throwing the short passes medium passes play action you name it like this dude was doing it all that day and i think Andy Reid wanted to kind of ride out Alex Smith before he went to the Redskins and um i think I, I don't think that was a bad idea um it gave some Mahomes some more learning time under Alex Smith but um yeah i just I always remember that first game that Mahomes played and I just remember I'm like, damn, this guy's good. But he is. He he continues to perform and I was gonna pick up pick I ah, can't speak. Pick him up in my fantasy league with the um you know, the paid for, the fan duel. I was gonna pick him up. It was him or Matt Ryan and I was having some trouble with like the cap space there, so I'm like, you know what, screw it, I'll go with Matt Ryan. Hopefully he'll do good today. I have a good feeling about him. But no. Should have picked up Mahomes and made a few more adjustments. But, hey, what are you going to do? So we got 40-26 to 26 here. Kansas City, Jacksonville. I picked Kansas City. Four points were given to Jacksonville. So, obviously, we have another win here for Kansas City. Um, Sammy Watkins. I picked him up. I'm so glad I did that. Three record TDs. That dude was, like, killing it all day. He was on fire. Uh, Tyreek Hill was hurt with a shoulder injury. He's out for a few games now. Uh, they really need him. I mean, wow. Well, I mean, the Chiefs are still a good team without him, but, like, still, I mean, Tyreek Hill is probably, like, one of the fastest players I've ever seen out on that field. He is just so fast. Him and Kareem Hunt, man, like, I know, I don't think Kareem Hunt's there, there right now because of all the bullshit and everything else, but, like, yeah, um, Tyreek Hill, oh, man, is he fast. He's got to be clocking in at, like, 22 or 23 miles per hour, something, like, crazy like that. It's it's insane. Um, Jacksonville, <sighs> They're in a world of shit right now. They just lost Nick Foles. Um, that's not good for them. Uh, Nick Foles could really do something for that team, and they lost it to uh, it's like a rookie from Washington. This dude that I don't think anybody's really even heard of this dude before, but like um. He's in there now so we'll see how that goes. Um poor Jacksonville. Oh my god. Uh hopefully they can turn something around for their sakes, but uh Cleveland and Tennessee next game. Uh 43 to 13. Oh my goodness. This game, I remember in the first half, it was like slow and I'm like, "You know what? You know, this is a good defensive battle, you know. You got these two teams going at it. You got Mer- Mariota and you have uh Baker Mayfield. Uh two two good quarterbacks and yeah, it just totally turned around. Um, I'm sure that everybody has heard that, or not not heard, but like saw the um the four drives that Cleveland did. I think in the fourth quarter, where um, Baker Mayfield turned the ball over like four times. Uh, so basically, Mayfield steps up in the fourth quarter. He's trying to have his team team comes on a comeback, and when these Browns are starting to come back in the game, it just goes to hell, so like, Mayfield comes out there, throws an interception, and then uh, the ball turns over uh, on downs, I believe, Uh, yeah, I think it was a turnover on downs then, because they had to get some points there, and then the next time he comes out, he throws another pick, and then he throws another pick after that, four times he turned the ball over, that's crazy. Ladies and gentlemen, the Browns have not won a week game since two week one game since two thousand four. Oh man, that's just Browns just continue to have this I don't know, I don't know. This this losing streak and like they're setting records for losing here and wow, that, that one um uh pick that Mayfield threw, I, I just don't understand where he saw um you know, you know the opening there, this this corner was on this dude, like, big time. I don't remember who, I think he was trying to throw it, was he trying to throw to Odell? I don't exactly remember, it was a crossing route across the field, and this corner was just on him, man, like, stink on shit, and like, oh, he just threw it, and it just, easy interception. I don't know if it was a miscommunication with the play, or, or what happened, but like, it seemed like his his self esteem just like went down, and then just he just crashed the rest of the game, man. Um, hopefully the Browns can turn it around though, because I'm I'm not counting them out. I'm not, and um, I want to talk about one thing here with this game. So Deion Sanders on the NFL Network was talking about this team, and he brought up an interesting uh, a theory. Basically, he said he's not believing in the Brown hype now. I'm sure a lot of you know that there is a lot of Browns hype out there or, or was, it still is. Um but yeah, with like their 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 young defense, their their star players they picked up on offense, um there was a lot of hype going into this team this season including myself involved and I'm not off the hype train for the Browns. I still think they can do it, but like Deion Sanders was basically saying no. Like that's that's not the way this is. Like the Browns are still not a, de- a good team he's saying. He he's saying nothing's really changed. They still have a lot of development to do and he's just not buying into the hype. So interesting thing he put out there cuz it's it's kind of a shocker to hear, but I don't necessarily disagree with the dude. Um yeah, he just he thinks everybody overtalked their offense and no one really looked at their defense, but <sighs> I don't know. They got to turn something around if they want to be contenders here in the AFC North, because uh, that, that division is, you know, I, I feel like that can be a big contested division this year. Um, I don't know. Cle- Cleveland still got it there. They, they do. They really do. Uh, I, I'm not counting them out. I'm still going to, you know, pick them on, on these tickets here where, where needed. But um, anyway, so Tennessee with the underdogs, they had five points given to them. Uh, obviously, I lost this because I picked Cleveland. That's a loss. We got two losses so far. Four wins. Let's go to the next game. All right. Rams and Panthers. Um, Pretty good game. Pretty good game here. Uh, let's see. Running back Malcolm Brown for the Los Angeles Rams. Career high of two TDs. Yeah, how about that? How about that, Malcolm Brown? Awesome. So 30 to 27. Let's see who won on the ticket here. Where's that game? All right, so they gave 2.5 points to Carolina. So two and a half, twenty eight, twenty nine, twenty nine and a half 28, 29, to 30. This was a close call, guys. This is a very close call. Los Angeles Rams still won on the ticket. We're going to chalk that up as a win right there. Um, let's see. Key takeaways from this. Christian McCaffrey is a straight badass. Um, like I picked him in my non-money like money league for fantasy, and I picked him in my uh, paid-for like lineup this week. Dude, put up like fifty some fantasy points. Like, gee, this guy is just crazy, and um, he's just so damn good. Uh, he, there was a picture of him like last year, and then like this year, and that dude's been like putting in work. Like, that dude's jacked. Seriously, like he might have like a a, a like a, a shorter height to him, but um, this dude's just like jacked. I mean, he. he I want to know like. You know, his workout and, and his nutrition plan and everything. Like, the, I don't know. It's just something I figured I'd throw out there real quick about their McCaffrey. Um, anyway, so don't really have much to add to that game right there. Let's just go ahead and move on to the next one. Um, what's it? It's Bengals and Seahawks. This game took me by surprise. Uh, Seattle's still that team that's like has kind of fallen off the map. Sent a couple of years ago, like there's still a good, I think there's still a good team, but like there there's just, um, I mean, a couple of years ago that team was, you know, the team the team to beat, but now, no, not not so much anymore. They gave Cincinnati nine points. Uh, Andy Dalton was thrown to this dude named something. His last name was like Ross or something like that. He was a rookie wide receiver. They made some good connections in that game. Uh, I look forward to seeing that matchup there between uh, uh, Dalton and that one uh, rookie receiver that they picked up. Uh, It says here, Andy Dalton, Cincinnati passes for a career high, 14 yards in a loss or 14 yards. What am I talking about? 418 yards. My apologies. So 418 yards for Andy Dalton. That's stuff you don't hear from, like from Andy Dalton. That's just not, uh, he's like a 200 yard, you know, passer for each game. Maybe, um, uh, Joe Mixon, he had the ball quite a few times in that game, I do believe. But when it's all said and done, uh, Seattle took this one. Uh, I had Tyler Lockett in my in my lineup, and I was banking on him to get some good touchdowns. But like it was Russell Wilson and DK Metcalf like all day long. Like that, those two, they had a, a a good thing going there, and that's going to be another quarterback wide receiver receiver duo to to uh, look over there. So yeah, I'll definitely be on the lookout for that one this year but uh chris Carson had had a decent day uh very I think they have a very good running uh game going there in Seattle they got Russell Wilson who can just like run all day and then they have chris Carson they have uh, Rashard penny i there, there's three good runners right there um their their defense though isn't as good as it once was still good uh Bobby Wagner's just uh animal. That, that dude is just an incredible football player. Um, let's, let's move on, though. We have a 21-20 score. Let's see. Who did I pick? Seattle gave nine points to Cincinnati. I lost. We got three losses so far. Colts and Chargers. This is a good match. Um, I feel like this score was kind of like almost predictable in a way. 30-24, to 24, Chargers winning it. I think Chargers are, you know, the team that's just slightly better than the Colts. Uh, but I liked what I seen from Jacoby Brissett though today. I do. I think, um, I, I'm not going to doubt the Colts as hard as I did, um, last week. If they can continue to perform like this, I mean, Jacoby Brissett's got a good offense right there to work with. He's got some people to throw to, um, Marlon Mack as a, as a running back there, he made a come like the whole Colts team just made a comeback. They're like, all right, we're, we lost Andrew Luck. Um, and, and we're just gonna come back in this game. Like we're not gonna uh, lose. And they really looked like they put up a fight there in like the second half. And T. Y. Hilton that one uh, that stutter step he made there when he when he made one of the uh, defenders miss. That was a good play. That was a cool play to watch. He 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 dumped it off. Uh, Brissett dumped it off to um what's his name T. Y. Hilton and off to the sideline. And he juked, like he he almost fell from like this tackle because it was coming around his legs and then he just like juked back and like stutter stepped it and just ran down the sideline and it was awesome to watch um but this game was a good game it went into overtime and 24 30 chargers take it uh austin eckler he did really good they're they're proving that um I mean, Melvin Gordon, he's not in the Chargers right now. He's kind of holding off for a few games, but Austin Eckler definitely got the job done. He had, let's see, game-winning seven-yard rush TD in overtime. And then he had a couple more touchdowns, too, in the game. But, um, yeah, this Eckler guy is a good running back, Um, at least what he showed on uh, for yesterday. So, yeah. It's kind of a takeaway from that one. Uh, Keenan Allen continues to be a damn good receiver. Phillip Rivers, Keenan Allen, awesome connection. I will say one thing about the Chargers that really bugs me, and I don't know why. Um, Phillip Rivers, like his motion, if you watch this guy like throw and kind of like drop back in the pocket, it's so like the. Mecha- – I'm, I'm no professional quarterback, all right, Like like not at all. But like compared to these other mechanics you see in quarterbacks, the way he like steps back and throws the ball – it's so like shaky and loose and just awkward. You watch like the next time Philip Rivers like throws a football. It's so weird to look at. Like he's got like this like I don't know. It's just like an awkward kind of shake to his throw, and I don't know how to explain it. You just kind of you gotta gotta you gotta watch it. Uh, a dude's a good quarterback though. Um, I, I think he's a hall. I think he's gonna go down the hall of fame someday for the Chargers. Um, he's good. I think he's kind of underrated, but um. I mean, he's, he kind of seems like a dude that, like, loses his temper out on the field a lot, and I, it's, I'm not really a fan of that, so I'm, I'm not really a big, I'm, like, a am not really a fan of, like, his personality that he displays out on the field, because he always seems like he's kind of, like, if he's not winning, he's bitching about it, and he's, like, losing his temper, and this and that, and he just he seems like an angry, like, angry dude. Um, but anyway, uh, let's see, we have three points to Indianapolis, and then... Los Angeles Chargers are the favorite. They give three points to Indy. That makes them 27 points out of 30. I picked Indy. That's a loss. Damn it. One, two, three, four. Four losses for me this week. One, two, three, four, five. We're at five wins, so we're doing eh. Not good. Uh, Let's see. Next matchup. San Francisco and Tampa Bay. This is another one of those games where it's like Tampa Bay just failed to, like, to just do anything So, therefore, 49ers just kind of took advantage of that, took over, and 49ers defense, three interceptions, two total interceptions in 2018. What? Two total interceptions in 2018? Um, two... Ladies and gentlemen, 49ers defense, two total interceptions in 2018. Wow. You have 17 games to play, or 16, because you're bye week but two interceptions... Wow, three interceptions just in that game. Uh, they really took advantage of it there. Um, Richard Sherman even had an interception. So I, I think I mentioned last week. Maybe we'll see Richard Sherman do something. He he did something. Uh, it's kind of a poor throw on James James Winston's part. Like that that if you've seen that play, that throw was like a gift to Richard Sherman right there. Like Winston threw the ball and like Richard Sherman was like right there in coverage. He was kind of like in a I think he was in like a zone coverage, but he just saw it coming like. And, and it just went right over to Rich Sherman. So, like, there's, like, an easy touchdown for, 40, for the 49ers. Um, Jimmy G, I don't really think he got off to a real hot start in this one. Let's take a look and see if we can see the game details here. going to go over this one. Let's, so, uh, by the way, I did one point to San Francisco. They were the underdogs. I picked San Fran. That's a win for this game here. Um, we got the highlights. Hmm. Now it's just showing, like, uh, quarter by quarter what they did. So, no. I do want to see Jimmy G's stats, though, for what he did. What did this guy do? Hmm. All right, so we have... Completion, 66.7%. So we'll just go with 67% completed. Passes, 166 yards, 1 TD, 1 interception. Rating of like 80.2. So like that's just middle of the road. That's just whatever. Um, 80 rating. I mean, the dude hasn't been on the field in a while. So like, there's that. Uh, let's go to the next match though. Next match, next match. Giants and Cowboys. How about them Cowboys? They look pretty damn good. Um, I picked the Giants on this one. They lost. Uh, seven points to the Giants. Still wasn't enough to cover it. Uh, seven points set plus set 17. You got 24. So 35 points Cowboys put up. This is like a perfect example of like the Cowboys organization paying everybody but Dak Prescott. And Dak was like, you know what? You're going to pay me. I'm just gonna like rack up like, you know, my tab, and then you're gonna see that I'm the franchise quarterback and I'm just gonna prove to you more that I deserve to be with this organization and Dak really did that. Dak was like four touchdown passes, and I believe his yardage on the day was like four hundred and something. Like I mean Dak's not necessarily a three hundred yard guy every single game, but this game, Cowboys just look great, especially against a division rival, the Giants. Um, They were playing at home, but still, the Cowboys just looked awesome that day. Their defense was there. Um, But Eli Manning, let's cover Eli Manning. Once again, I will back Manning. I'm telling you, it's the team that has made Eli Manning this whole washed-up quarterback that everybody thinks. But no, Eli Manning can get the job done. He really can. Um, If he has everybody else to work with on the team, which he doesn't right now, then... He can, but Eli still got it. As long as he has everybody else on his team to help him out, he would still have it. Let's move on to the next game. So Lions and Cardinals. This was a pick game. So pick your winner. This was kind of like ironic, if you want to say, because this was a pick your winner. No points were given to either team, and these two teams tied. Like, <laughs> okay, so uh, I lost on. Well, no, actually, no, I didn't lose. I didn't win. It just zeroed out. So we're just going to put a zero by that and cross it out because that game doesn't even count. So we're basically eliminating that game. If that happens on the ticket here, if the teams tie, or if, like, the point spread, um, if it makes an even match, then the game just cancels itself out. So on this one, um doesn't really even count. So Kyler Murray, I know people are going to be talking about, like, his height. Like, oh, he's ten. he can't see over the line, he can't pass. No, Russell Wilson's like... 5'11", 5'10", or something like that. And Russell Wilson's a badass quarterback, okay? I like Russell Wilson a lot. So I think he's a really good quarterback. And I, Kyler Murray, like I was saying earlier, like the Cardinals still have to develop. They don't have much of anything right now. Like David Johnson's there with their running back. Um, they got some key pieces on defense, but still, the 32 rank on here the NFL gave them for, for their rankings here, they gave them like three p- spots, um, for, for rank number 32. They're just oh, a, a build in process to to say the least, I guess. But, um, I thought the Lions were going to take this one, but I was wrong. So Matt, uh, Matt Stafford to, uh, Hawkinson there, their tight end. He's, he's proven to be a, uh, a good one there in that game. They're making some good connections in that game. So that's another duo we might want to look for in the season is those two making some connections. Uh, Kyler Murray, though, I just think he's kind of going to learn this year. I don't think, I don't think he's going to have record breaking anything this year, but next year, maybe we'll see. But um, like, again, like I said, I mean, a quarterback sometimes can only be as good as your offensive line. And if he has no time to throw, he has no time to, to prove his skill. Um, the, the dude was selected like first in the, um, baseball draft and then first in the football draft. So this guy's got talent, like he's a good athlete. I'm not going to count him out by any means. I just think it's another scenario of, you know, it's a first year guy coming in It's a Heisman Trophy winner. And then they don't do good their first year. And then nobody talks about him anymore. And then they go to another team and, um, we'll see, we'll see how we, um, how he does this year, but I'm not going to doubt Kyler Murray yet. I think he's got some a way to go, but um, learning the Cardinals' offense and everything. But anyway, I'm just rambling by now. So let's move on to the next match: New England and Pittsburgh, the Sunday night game. Oh man, um, this this uh, Deion Sanders made another uh, another good point about this game that kind of took everybody by surprise, and it's that uh, Ben Roethlisberger. And his talks of retirement. So he his point was that if Ben keeps having these type of days, like these type of games, where he's not making any sort of connection, not clicking at all on offense, then he's gonna think about retirement. And I know that might be controversial. You're gonna be like, no, no, that's just one game. Like, there's no way that dude's gonna retire. But like, I was listening to what he was saying, and I. I don't disagree with the guy. I I, I don't disagree with Sanders here. Um, I mean this. I think that that really says it all. Like the whole game, the offense of the Steelers just could not click. Like the the passes that were thrown, and like just it looked like the overall effort level and just it what he wasn't in the game. I don't know if he's got something going. Like. Roethlisberger may have something personal going on. I, I don't know, but either way, the Steelers were not in today's game, or not today's yesterday's game. They're still, like I said, it's it's too early in the season. I know I said this a couple times already on this episode, but they're just another team you can't count out. Count out yet? The Steelers have been kings of the have been like kings of like AFC along with the Patriots and a couple other teams for. Um, for a while now so you can't really well come to think about it I mean Pittsburgh and New England have always been like the top kind of like reigning kings in the AFC really um but yeah they're not they're not down and out it's just a shit game it'll get better for the Steelers it really will I don't see them doing bad this year they're they're just uh all around they they have the pieces t- together but they just didn't in this last game um but yeah, I lost on that one. They were giving Pittsburgh six and a half points. And it was 33-3. to So, yeah. Let's talk about last night's games, okay? Monday night games, we have the New Orleans Saints, and then we have the Houston Texans. And then we had the Denver Broncos and the Oakland Raiders in the late night spot. I didn't think I was going to be much excited for that AFC West battle at the end there, the the late night game, but... That that actually turned out to be a pretty good game. Um, but uh, let's talk about the the Saints game first. That was an awesome game. Like the first half, it looked like you had both offenses and defenses kind of feeling each other out there. Not a lot of points to be scored. Um, you know, I think Drew Brees threw an interception in that first half, and everybody's like, "Whoa, hold on, what's going on?" Um, the Texans like came to play, so. um Anyway, they went to half, they came back, and I'm like, this game's got to flip. Like, it's just, it's classic Saints, it's it's even classic Texans for them to just put up those points, um, throw it off to their awesome receivers, that kind of thing. And they did. They very well did. And the ending of the game was fantastic. Um, just a back and forth battle between these two teams, Will Lutz coming on for the, uh, Game-winning field goal. I, I didn't doubt that guy. I thought he could definitely do that. It was like a 64-yard field goal, and I'm like, "Wow, that's far!" But like, you gotta remember, Will Watts is like to me one of the very best kickers in the NFL. So yeah, an absolutely awesome game. My takeaway from this game is that um, the Texans are still an awesome team. I am not discrediting the Texans for anything for what they did last night. Um, they showed up. They 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 played hard and against a really good Saints team, but JJ Watt was he there last night? Like, did anybody notice if JJ Watt was there? Because <clears throat> they were double teaming him, and of course, a lot of teams are going to double J- team JJ J. Watt. But does it matter with him? No, Dude's a monster. Like, and he wasn't even he, no hurries, no like sacks, nothing from JJ Watt last night. Um, I think the Texans are. Uh, I mean, I'm not the Texans, I'm sorry, but J.J. J. Watt. I think he'll turn on the gas next week. We'll probably see some plays from him. But, um, yeah, just so strange to watch a Texans game without hearing the name J.J. J. Watt once. Like, um, dude's crazy, but... Anyway, everything. I, I think the Texans really perform well offensive, de, offensively and defensively. And this year is going to be their year where they take the AFC South title for sure. Um, this, this past week, I think the AFC South has actually gotten really interesting because a lot of people didn't see that the Tennessee game uh, that it was going to turn out like that. And um, Indianapolis, Jacoby Brissett, he can still um, play at a solid level to to make the Colts a potential playoff team here. Uh, Jacksonville. They're hurting bad. Um, Jacksonville's got to do something. But anyway, the AFC South, yeah, when I made my calls before the season started about how, like, this division's kind of, uh, I don't really know much about it, and I don't really know what they're going to do. Uh, but I, I definitely, from week one, I definitely seen uh, the AFC South. Those teams can really put up some points. And um, anyway, uh, I'm glad I, I'm glad the Saints, the Saints got the win last night. That um, call on the um on the kicker the roughing the kicker um what's his name came in on on special teams for the Saints there and uh i think it's Kyle Fairbairn from uh the Texans he kicked it but like his, as soon as the, the that extra point attempt or field goal whatever it was um he kicked it and and his right foot came down as soon as it hit the ground a Saints defender came in and tried to dive for the ball well he was a little late and he landed on his foot and apparently Fairbairn went, like, flat down. Like, if you've seen it, it looked kind of, like, fake. I don't know if anybody else caught that, but, like, Fairbairn's fall there looked a little, like, fake, and, like, oh, look what he did, refs, penalize him, penalize him. That's that's what it looked like to me. But, like, he did get penalized, and I think it was kind of bullshit because, like, he fell on the dude's foot. Like, you can't – like, for roughing the passer and roughing the kicker – um, the call is so sketchy because like any single time like that quarterback if if the ball comes out of his uh the quarterback throws the ball right or the kicker kicks the extra field goal or whatever um but like the, the second they do that it's like they're untouchable like even if somebody like trips and falls into them on accident which is i mean what it almost looked like here, they still get penalized for it. And I don't think that's fair. I think that, like, intentionally, if they meant to do it, then, yes, it's a penalty. But this whole thing of where... <clears throat> These uh, players are running in to the quarterback or the kicker after they've thrown the ball or kicked the ball, and they don't mean it because they're trying to not, like... Because th- it's hard to break stride like that. If you're coming full force at like to dive at a kick, or if you're coming full force to like take a quarterback out, I mean, it's kind of hard to stop your stride right there. And I think a lot of these calls need to be looked at again, especially the one from last night. Dude fell on his foot when he was trying to, like block a kick. That should have not have been a call right there. But like the Saints still won. So I mean it it is what it is. Um I i I've, I love watching the Saints play. Um they're one of my favorite teams to watch play. So I'm glad they got the win. But the Texans are still a dangerous team. Um but uh let's move on to the next match here. By the way I lost on the ticket there. Um they, they I think they gave Houston seven points or something like that. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, they gave Houston seven points, New Orleans. Um, so, yeah, I lost on that one. That's another loss. And then the last match here, Oakland and Denver, they gave Denver two and a half points. I picked Denver. That was a tough one for me to pick, actually. Uh, I lost on that one, too. So, the ticket this week that we made earlier is not looking so good anymore. Anyway, Oakland and Denver. This was cool because I had, um, I, I was sitting there on FanDuel, like, going back and forth between... Um, you know, setting up a lineup for next week and whatnot. But then I was like, you know what? I'm gonna do a lineup for this game. It'll make it interesting because I wasn't really involved in Oakland and um, uh, Denver there. But but if I did a line, but if I picked a FanDuel lineup, you know, just threw a dollar into it, something, it would make it interesting. And it really, really did. Um, it was a kind of style where you pick like an MVP of the game where their points are. Um, Almost doubled, so like whatever fantasy points they put up, they almost double it. It's like one point five multiplier, and you have to pick the star of the game, and then you have to pick like a bunch of other. uh, Well, so like it's like you pick your star, right? And then you pick I think four or five other players from both teams. So it's a single game entry. So like you pick. Players from Oakland or Denver, and like you don't pick any other players here. So I picked um, Derek Carr. He was my MVP. I just thought that like you know the Raiders would surprise me. I had this gut feeling last night before that game went off that the Raiders they're going to do something this game. They're going to surprise me. Something's going to happen, you know, because I've I, I've doubted the Raiders and it's going to change and it did. Um, Derek Carr put up a, a solid game. That guy was like complete. His his pass completion complete. Um, can't even speak the The percentage of passes that he completed last night was, was ridiculous. Like he only, I missed like a couple passes if that, like it's, but anyway, um, I picked him, uh, Darren Waller, their tight end. I was going to pick Tyrell Williams and I'm kicking myself in the ass for not doing that now because he actually did put up some good points. Um, and I picked Josh Jacobs. I should have put him as the MVP because he, um, he lit it up out there, but, um, then I picked uh, Emmanuel Sanders because I know Emmanuel Sanders is like a star receiver for Denver. But he didn't do anything until like the end of the game. Not even a single catch, nothing. And uh, I picked Philip Lindsay, too, because he's a good, um, good consistent running back. So I thought I had a good lineup going. Lined up turned out okay. Um, I almost placed to win like $2.00. Which I know kind of sounds pathetic, but like I put in a dollar if I want another dollar back, I thought that'd be cool. uh I placed right beneath that in the game last night, but um anyway, so the the game was really good uh Derek Carr looked amazing they they clearly the story here is that like they don't need a b that that's the story of this game it seems like and and they don't, because Tyrell Williams was supposed to be the number two to AB, and he's proven to be like the number one. And Darren Waller, like he he seemed really good last night. Josh Jacobs, he could be a next breakout star. Um, their defense, solid defense last night. Um, yeah, the Raiders really, they're they really uh, took me by surprise last night. But anyway, um, I don't know if you guys caught that dude that was wearing like the Chucky mask last night. Um, <laughs> it's kind of funny. But um, yeah, the Raiders fans are something else. It's always fun to see what they're dressed up in out there. I barely seen any Denver fans out in that crowd. I think I seen like four orange jerseys, like that's it. But um, anyway, two two good matches last night. Uh, Denver's, I, you know, Joe Flacco from Denver. I um, he's not a bad quarterback. He's really not uh, that Denver's just kind of lost like some key pieces and they need to get it back on track. How they do that. I don't know, but, um, I don't think Joe Flacco's a bad quarterback. I think if you gave him, I mean, who who are these receivers he's throwing out to this, this Sutton guy and, and somebody else i never, I never, I don't know. Maybe they'll do something this season. We'll see. But I mean, Denver is supposed to have a no fly zone defense and they got like Bradley Chubb and, um, Von Miller uh, you barely heard from those guys last night. Just um, I don't know. Denver just wasn't there. They were not there. But then again, like the Raiders in in their black hole, that's not a really an easy place to play either. So, anyway, I'm done ranting for today. Um, if if you guys like the podcast, let me know. Uh, thanks for sticking to the end. Really appreciate it. Um, but anyway, I'm gonna wrap up week one, and we'll be back here to start. Um. Week number two with uh, the Panthers and the Buccaneers this Thursday night. Anyway, thank you so much for listening, guys. Really appreciate your time, and I will you will hear from me in the next episode.